welcome to Beyond the Crucible. I'm Warwick Fairfax, the founder of Crucible Leadership. One of the things this e-course talks about is we get to the point is, is this is this all there is? Uh, we realize there's more to life than baseball records. It's really that the pivot is to doing something that sings to your soul, but also is something that you believe does make the world a better place in some way, be it big or small, but big to your heart, big to your soul. And that's what we talk about is a life of significance, life on purpose, dedicated to serving others. So the end goal is the same. How you get there might be different. It might not be a crucible. It may be more of a feeling stuck. Is this all there is moment? But both paths, you want to get to a life of significance. Catch the word Warwick said at the start of that, e-course. And there's a lot more conversation about that subject, about this new opportunity for you, our listeners, to dig more deeply than ever as you chart a course to a life of significance. Hi, I'm Gary Schneeberger, co-host of the show. We're expanding our brand and launching Beyond the Crucible's first ever e-course, Discover Your Second Act Significance, in October and we pull back the curtain of its creation in this episode of the show. Our hope is that by doing so, by sharing not only what you can expect from the course, but what Warwick and I learned from it while filming it, that you'll discover a path to move from asking yourself, is this all there is, to a life that is everything you've always wanted. It's an offbeat episode to be sure, but it couldn't be more on point with what we've endeavored to do since our founding. I say it's going to be offbeat, listener, because this is a, uh, a truly historic episode in the uh, life cycle of Beyond the Crucible, in our, in our little Beyond the Crucible universe. Um, and we'll get into all those details, or at least many of them as we chat. But the headline here is, we are expanding. Beyond the Crucible and Crucible Leadership has been since its creation, first and foremost, primarily a storytelling brand. Don't worry, that's not going to change. Stories are and will remain our bread and butter. But we've got some additional meat for the sandwich, you might say. We're moving beyond sharing Crucible stories with you sharing just crucible stories with you, to giving you new assets and offerings to help you navigate that critical journey to a life of significance in the wake of setbacks, failures, and dissatisfaction. We have an exciting new offering. We're debuting this October, in fact. Drum roll, please. Our first ever e-course. That's pretty exciting, isn't it, Warwick? Absolutely. It's been quite a journey to uh, get here, which we'll uh, discuss. But um, yeah, it's been an evolution in terms of where we've come from to have uh, an e-course, our first ever e-course. A lot of work went into it, but it's been quite the journey. And that first ever e-course listener is called Discover Your Second Act Significance. And it's designed to do three things. It's designed to A, guide you on a journey from feeling stuck or in pain to beginning a journey of discovery to awaken your passion. B, 
It's designed to help you craft a vision rooted in your talents and beliefs. And C, it's designed to unleash a more fulfilling life for you that leaves a legacy you'll be proud of. As listeners hear this, Warwick, some of them are probably wondering, why the change? What, in a big picture, 30,000 foot level view, Warwick, prompted this change in what we're going to do? This change is a bad word, this addition to what we're going to do, to the mix of what we're going to do. What prompted it? Yeah, it's a good question, Gary. Basically, brands and visions, they evolve. Uh, you know, I've often used this, actually used this analogy in the e-course in which I talked about Walt Disney. Um, he didn't have this big vision of Disney World and even full-length animated uh, pictures. His vision was started off in the late 20s and early 30s to produce animated cartoons that were more compelling. Mm -hmm. That was the extent of the vision. So way back when, um, you know, my vision originally was um, if my story about growing up in a 150-year-old family media business, $2.25 billion takeover, listeners are familiar with that story. And originally it was, if my story can help others, then I'm happy to share it. I wrote a book, Crystal Leadership, Embrace Your Trials to Lead a Life of Significance. That came out in October last year, 2021. And it has comprised of my story, members of my family, stories from historical faith and inspirational leaders. So the original vision was published the book. And then that uh, expanded from there into uh, a blog that we wrote about various subjects, social media, then this podcast, Beyond the Crucible, sharing my story and lessons I've learned, but also stories of others. And uh, then as we did this, we you know, thought, well, if uh, the podcast and the things we're learning, if we can put this in an e-course, uh, then that's something that would be good too. So it evolved from just my story to stories of others. And how can we use my story and stories of others to help people and then help people, not just in the book and podcast, but in workbooks and now an e-course. So it's really evolving to a point where we want the material at Beyond the Crucible to uh, be able to help others in very practical, tangible ways. So it's really, it's not so much a big shift, but it's a gradual evolution of the brand right. from my story to how can people use my story and the stories of others. And uh, what we get into in the uh, e-course, the refining process to help others bounce back from their worst day to lead a life of significance. So it's really been an evolution of, of the brand and the vision. And from behind the curtain, if you will, that how this grew, where this, this idea was birthed really came from our most recent podcast series, right? The, the second act significance series and the stories from those guests were so inspiring to us that, we could just see it, right? I mean, you could see it, couldn't you? You could see that there was a curriculum of sorts in some of the learnings we had from what those folks that we spoke with talked about how they were living a life of dissatisfaction. They were feeling like they were playing out of position. They were feeling like there had to be more to life than what they were going through. And they shared their journey of how they found that. And something clicked 
for you and for the rest of the team that said, there's a deeper learning here that we can present to people, right? There's, this is an opportunity for us to present deeper avenues of learning to folks who have engaged with us from the beginning. Absolutely. As we were listening uh, to this we in recording and then listening afterwards, we began to think, gosh, the guests we had on Discover Your Second Act, uh, Significance, uh, the podcast, there were some common themes. And we often talk about, you know, how do you bounce back from your crucible? But this was different. How do you bounce back from being stuck? You know, I think you uh, coined, you know, a, a phrase of like, uh, is this all there is? Right. How do you, you know, say copyright, Carrie uh, Schneiberger, but how do you bounce back from, uh, is this all your is moment? And that's extremely common. You could be stuck in a job 10, 20, 30 years, and it's like, I don't like this. You might have days in your worst moments, not every day, in which you say, I hate my life. And that maybe not be quite that vivid, but, you know, you have moments where you're thinking, this is not fun. I feel like I'm in prison. And so we thought there is some uh, another level of learning that we can put together in an e-course with worksheets and some very practical tools to really mine the wisdom of our podcast guests and the learning here at Beyond the Crucible uh, in a way that helps our listeners at another level. So we just, as we listen to it, this whole concept of second act significance and how you get uh, unstuck and you know, how do you, how you get beyond the, is this all there is feeling? It just seemed to almost call out right. for an e-course for a deeper level of learning. Right. And so the e-course, as we said, is, is coming in October. Uh, more details will follow. Uh, it is made up of three video modules uh, that contain roughly one hour long videos to watch. There's also more than, and this is my favorite part of it, there are more than a dozen worksheets, you hinted at them a little bit, for attendees to download and work through. Don't think of this as, oh no, you know, don't hit stop uh, and think this is homework. It's not homework. It's something that Warwick, that you've said many times, it's soul work in a sense. It's it, it's digging deep inside your, your uh, how you're wired and what you've learned from your past and, and, and charting a course for a vision that will lead you to a second act of significance. I've got to believe, Warwick, after founding this brand, this has to be one of, I mean, I know getting your book published was enormously exciting, but this has to be one of those really exciting pivot points for you in that you're taking the learning to the next level. You've become, you've been a storyteller. You are a storyteller on the show, whether you're talking about your own story or you're you're interviewing people. But now you're moving into this. I mean, we had a team meeting uh, today as as we're recording this episode, and one of the members of the team referred to you as having moved into sort of a teacher mode. And that wasn't you know puffery. That was the things that you've extrapolated that have been presented. That this e course will advance. They're truly teaching moments, aren't they? It is, and uh, you know it's something that we'll talk about later. We um, on Friday, uh, you uh, Gary and I presented in the Washington, D.C. area, a uh, uh, something not quite the same as this, but it was also a teaching around uh, crucible leadership and how you get beyond your worst day. And this was uh, for coaches, um, you know, executive coaches. And again, there was a lot of teaching uh, in there. 
combined with stories. And so, yes, it's sort of an evolution. And yet this particular e-course, what we love about it is it's three parts, but it can be available to, to anybody. Right. And it just takes the learning and the stories, especially with the worksheets, to a whole other level. And so, you know, what we're about here at Beyond the Crucible is all about helping you get beyond your worst day, having a vision that you're off the charts passionate about, and leading a life of significance, a life on purpose dedicated to serving others. And yes, stories, hopefully my story and the stories of others in the book and the podcasts are helpful, but to get to just a more concrete level of exactly how do you do this in this case, how do you get beyond the is this all there is moment when you're in your cubicle? Or as we'll talk about later, I had my own cubicle moment, right. which we'll discuss. How do you get beyond that? And we've got some very practical tools. So the bottom line is the more we can help come up with actionable material that helps you, uh, the listener, get beyond your worst day, get beyond the is this all there is moment, and that makes us frankly, feel more joy, joyful and fulfilled because we're helping you uh, have more practical tools to get where you want to go to get to a place where your soul truly does sing. Maybe right. it's like a symphony. Maybe it's like the uh, Hallelujah Chorus that, you know, right. sing at right. Christmas. You know, it's like uh, Handel's Messiah and all that. It's like, you know, what's a little off track here? Wasn't that in the Die Hard movie? I'm pretty sure there was. Uh, yeah, at the end, the whole when the, Hallelujah Chorus, and yeah. you know, yeah, when so, the vault yeah. opens at the end, and the bad guys exactly for, for a moment get their hands on those bearer bonds, but not for long. The Hallelujah Chorus goes off. Yep. So I guess the point of the story is we all want that kind of chorus echoing in our brains and our souls as we achieve our life's significance. That's the chorus you want to hear. And hopefully in some small way, uh, this e-course will help you get there. One of the things that's really interesting about the course, when you do something like this, and, and, and many hours meant, you know, went into preparing this course for many members of the team, not just you, know, you and I who, who host the e-course. But one of the great things about this process is that as the people who, who see the sausage made, as, you know, as it were, we watch it a lot. Right. We watch rough cuts of it and we watch barely almost finished cuts of it. And then we watch final cuts of it. And one of the things that really hit me about this, and it's it's interesting that you brought up that conference that we were just at in DC, because you know, that was a a worthwhile, very uh, helpful course for coaches. And there was a price tag affixed to that. And there was value, I think we would both say there was great value that was delivered by that. Watching this e-course, even though I'm involved in it, watching it develop, watching it, going through the worksheets, doing the work, um, there's great value in this course, isn't there? There really is. You know, we're going to get into this a bit because obviously part of the goal of this is not just why we did it, but a, a behind the scenes look, which we're discussing now, and as well as some things that we we learned. So for me, you know, one testimony to the value of it is when you and I, in a sense of, uh, to a degree, gone through this e-course, right? And we're getting value from it already, right? And that goes back, right, to to the vision that you set out when you founded all of this, right? You had a vision to help people, and I would imagine, you know, 
watching this e-course, developing this e-course, and then sort of proofing it, watching it as it plays back, watching it take shape from the level that those who attend are going to be able to see um, has to be enormously fulfilling because what it represents, right, Warwick, it's a continuation. It's an addition onto, it's a growth of your vision, right? Your vision that, that was birthed out of your own crucible. Yeah, there's tremendous satisfaction and feeling like uh, not just my story, which is there in part, but just the learning that we've developed uh, over the course of time at Beyond the Crucible, including the learning we have from our guests. I'm, I learn something every episode we have of Beyond the Crucible Right. that is, is very meaningful to me. I've learned so many things. Uh, not to bore you with all the details, listeners, but just a couple of things like we had Mike and David Charbonnet on our very first podcast. And David Charbonnet was a Navy uh, SEAL that was paralyzed in a training accident. And his dad was a Navy SEAL. And, you know, how do you come back from that? And he was, you know, as good as it comes from his dad's perspective as a fellow Navy SEAL. And I said to him, boy, I felt like what I went through with the family business was nothing compared to what you went through. And he said, you know, Warwick, your worst day is your worst day. That was a gift for me. It's like, wow, you mean it's not a competition? I mean, it's okay for me to feel like it was, you know, pretty painful to me. And so I guess there's so many things, but we've had other podcast guests that, you know, said what they went through was a blessing. I mention her all the time, but Stacey Kopass who was an Australian woman that aged about 13, uh, was uh, dove into an above-ground pool in the suburbs of Sydney and was diagnosed as a quadriplegic and was suicidal, you know, substance abuse, I mean, all sorts of things she went through. But over time, she now speaks and coaches, and she now says what she went through was a blessing. And how can that be, being diagnosed as a quadriplegic? But her point, again, this is her truth, would be that the person she is now wouldn't she wouldn't be that person without what she went through. It made her uh, to some degree a different person. Uh, just um, she's learned so much. So all that's to say is what we've tried to do is combine the learning that Gary and I are learning from our podcast guests, from thinking uh, about some of these issues, and then putting it together in a way that provides concrete learning with worksheets and specific steps that can help you not just get beyond your crucible, but lead a fulfilling and joyful life, a life of significance. So it's very exciting to be able to put all this, the learning of not just us, but so many others together in a format that can help you. So yeah, it's very fulfilling. Speaking of the learning, let's talk a little bit about what we learned, because I think one of the things that speaks to the value of something right that 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 is designed to to educate you in some way is if you as the creator of it learn and i use it as, as an example and i'm sure this happened for your book too i recently published a book on the on the films of james bond the james bond film series and i wrote and researched all the stuff in that book and when i read the book after it came out i was like dang that's pretty insightful or, oh, I forgot that or or that that taught me something. I learned something when 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 we can learn from those things we create. I think that speaks to the power of the learning that comes through it. And in this e-course, 
in this e-course, Discover Your Second Act Significance, we have moments like that. And I'll, I'll share one of mine. The aha moment for me where, where I learned something in, in doing this e-course was after we finished the Second Act Significance podcast series, I wrote a blog that recounted some of the key learnings that guests had shared from their experiences. And uh, I was reminded as I was doing that of a story of a man I knew more than 25 years ago in my youth, as they say. Uh, and he's the 1958 American League Rookie of the Year, Albie Pearson. And Albie, I knew him because my spiritual father at the time was Albie's, um, still is, Albie's son-in-law. So I got to know Albie. And Albie told me this great story, knowing that I was a baseball fan, about how as a boy, he would uh, just, he didn't have a lot of friends, so he would swing a bat and he would, he would sort of pantomime games and he would, he would fancy himself, imagine himself hitting a home run in the World Series to lead the Yankees to victory. Now, for the vast majority of young boys, and I did some of that myself, for the vast majority, that's just a childhood pipe dream. That's never going to come true. But it actually happened for Albie, sort of right? He wasn't playing for the Yankees and it wasn't the World Series, but he did hit a home run against the Yankees. But here's the moment that he told me about that stuck with me for 25 years. As he was rounding the bases, he sensed a voice speak to his heart and it asked him a simple question. Is this all there is? Now, Albie was a Christian and he was, and as he was growing up dreaming about playing in the big leagues, he felt that God was asking him to, quote unquote, join my team, maybe to be a pastor. But Albie didn't think much about it, being focused on wanting to play baseball until he was rounding the bases, having hit that home run. And that was when that came back to him. The question of, is this all there is, made him realize that there was something more for him something more in line with his vision and his values. So Albie became a pastor after his baseball career ended, and he worked with disadvantaged youth for 50 years. It's funny to me, in the, in the actual e-course work, we don't mention Albie by name, which is kind of strange, but we do talk about that feeling of, is this all there is, that so many people experience when they're not fulfilling they're not in the, in in lives, jobs, careers, circumstances that are fulfilling as they hoped. And I realized smack in the middle of recording the e-course that the journey we were guiding people on when it comes to second act significance is not so much, as we say all the time, from setback to significance. It's something a little bit different. It's not about moving from failure to or setback, I realized the journey when you feel stuck, maybe even stuck when you're living a successful life and unfulfilled, it's a little different. And out of my mouth, while we're recording the e-course, popped this phrase, going from, is this all there is, to this is all I want. And that was an incredibly powerful moment for me, moving from dissatisfaction to satisfaction. That's one of the things. One of the chief things this course not only talks about, but helps people map out and, and pursue and grab and achieve, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's one of the exciting things about this course, because we talk a lot about crucibles. 
But this is a little different. This is, you know, you're in your cubicle. Is this all there is? Albie Pearson, great example. He's doing great in baseball, uh, but it's like, okay, is this all there is? I mean, it reminds me of somebody that we covered during our uh, summer series, Lights, Camera, Crucible, and uh, Roy Hobbs and The Natural. And he had a, is this all there is moment. They might have even used those words when his... um, Long time, uh, you know, girl from back in uh, Iowa, I think, was he from uh, yep. Roy Hobbs? Yep, he was from the farms and, of uh, Iowa. And uh, gosh, what's her name? Uh, not Gladys, the, but it's- I'm uh, going to say the Angel of Light because I can't remember her name either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iris. Iris. Iris, there you there go. We go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there we go. So, and he's in the hospital after somebody kind of tries to poison him. And it's like, you know, he was out of the game for years and, you know, he's going to get maybe one more game. And he's like, gosh, things sure didn't work out the way I thought they would, you know, because I could have been the best there ever was. And I go down the, the you know, the road of my town and everybody would say, There's, there goes Roy Hobbs, the best there ever was. And basically, Iris then, he didn't say, is that all there is? He just said is, you know, and then what? Right. What do you mean, and then what? For a baseball player, (laughs) what is there more than the best there ever was? That is, there is no higher pinnacle. Yeah, than being the GOAT, right. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, greatest of all time, absolutely. So, but she made him realize, you know, you've inspired a whole lot of young boys, a lot of young kids with just your determination and coming back from years in the wilderness. And he ends up uh, going back to the farm with Iris and, the son he never realized he had. So I think, you know, one of the things this e-course talks about is uh, we get to the point is, is this is this all there is? And, you know, uh, we realize there's more to life than baseball records. It's really that the pivot is to doing something that sings to your soul, but also is something that you believe does make the world a better place in some way, mm-hmm. be it big or small but big to your heart, big right. to your soul. And that's what we talk about as a life of significance, life on purpose, dedicated to serving others. So the end goal is the same. How you get there might be different. It might not be a crucible. It may be more of a feeling stuck. Is this all there is moment? But both paths, you want to get to a life of significance. That's where true joy and fulfillment. And that's what Albie Pearson did, you know, helping disadvantaged youth and you know, he's had a definitely a life of significance, a very joy-filled, absolutely uh, fulfilling life. So it is a tremendous example. And in the e-course, we include several video clips of guests who are in our Second Act Significance podcast series who talk about their learning moments. So in addition to you and I talking about and unpacking some of those learnings, those who take the course are going to be able to hear from from the guests on the show, point them in the right direction. And that, I think, is, again, speaks to the educational value, the inspirational value of what we've put together. So, Warwick, I've talked about what my big takeaway was from the e-course that sort of surprised me. What was it for you? What takeaway from the course surprised you as we were creating it? You know, a number of things, probably one of the first things that comes out is um, one of the fascinating worksheets we have is the Younger You worksheet. 
and it looks at, you know, what are the things that you thought you could do when you were young, when you thought everything was possible? You know, why that's sort of fascinating to me is that, um, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I never thought about, oh, what is it I'm going to be when I grew up? Because I knew what it was. Uh, take a leading role in heading up the family media business. That's what my parents wanted. Right. That was almost ordained from birth. So the idea of what are your skills, what's your vision, irrelevant question. It was all mapped out. And so I never thought back about, gee, what did I want to be when I was young? I didn't think about that at all, I thought. I just needed to be this you know, leading figure in this 150-year-old large family media business. But as I thought about it, you know, what are the things that inspired me when I was younger? I thought a number of things, like, for instance, um, I've always loved science fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, it was started by, uh, I think it was a 1968 film, 2001, A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick, really a path-breaking film that was a lot of deep meaning and uh, not the easiest uh, movie to understand. I mean, there's debate still to this day about, you know, the meaning of that movie. But ever since then, when you saw technology that back then was just, um, you know, a pipe dream they had um, on this sort of like space plane going to, like a space shuttle going from Earth to the orbiting space station, uh, you had on the back seats in front of you a TV screen that you could watch. Well, we have that now in airplanes. Right. But I mean, thinking about it in 68 is like almost ridiculous. You know, you had a talking computer, you had video conferencing. Uh, I love the brand names. They had like it was a Pan Am space plane, which is a large airline that went out of business a long time ago, but it used to be the, uh, you know, US carrier, right. international right. carrier, the most prestigious. Right. Uh, flying international, you went Pan Am. Uh, they had, you know, didn't have AT and T. It was, you know, Bell Telephone, and it was just amazing. And then, obviously, not obviously, but I got into a lot of other things. I read uh, books by Arthur C. Clarke and Isaac Asimov, the two two of the leading figures in science fiction literature. Uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, Star Trek, every version. Uh, for me, and there's of course a lot of debate out there. My favorite is Star Trek The Next Generation with Jean Luc Picard, uh, mainly because he kind of he was very philosophical, a bit like right. my dad, so I could see my dad in him. But, and I've all, also always loved history, whether it's, you know, uh, English kings and queens, with, you know, my dad being a big Anglophile, or I loved American history. So, uh, whether it's books about, um, you know, Roosevelt or Lincoln, Washington. So just this idea of being very reflective and what can we learn from other people's stories, that was really, that's something that um, was uh, back in my earliest years. I've always been a bit of a dreamer, reflector. So as, it, as we were thinking about that worksheet, it's like, gosh, I learned a lot about myself that it's easy now or easier to trace back some of my interests as a young kid growing up to what I do now. There's a right. direct correlation in my interest. And now I, I never thought about that before. So that was a huge, that was one, I mean, there were several aha moments, but that was certainly one of them. And let's play it out a little differently. Let's, let's say that the takeover of the family media business had succeeded. 
uh, for the long term, that you were and still are in charge of this big company and you're a businessman. You're a, I've heard you say it many times. You're never been a, you've never been a take no prisoners kind of guy like, um, like Warren Buffett or somebody like that. Right. Imagine that that had succeeded. Your feeling is this all there is you do this worksheet exercise about what brought you alive, right? What did you, what inspired you when you were younger? You think about those things. That's the kind of thing that we want those who take this e-course to encounter, right? If they're living a life that's not fulfilling, to tap into those things that were fulfilling to them when they were younger, because that can be a, a an arrow pointing to where they should go, can't it? Absolutely, because I, I wasn't living a life that was filling me with joy. It's a life right. of duty and obligation. It right. had nothing to do with my gifts, my design, my vision, what I was passionate about. It wasn't even what my dad was passionate about. It was my great-great-grandfather. That is his vision, a noble vision. But, you know, it wasn't my vision or my dad's vision. It was just kind of crazy stuff. But yes, I mean, hopefully this kind of worksheet can help you avoid some of the cataclysmic mistakes uh, I made and um, not spend your life in service of somebody else's vision. Right. Makes no sense. Right. Now, uh, another learning that you've talked about, and, and, and this is where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess. I'm going to confess here on the podcast right now to you. I'm extraordinarily jealous that you came up with this phrase because I'm a word guy too. And <laughs> you're the inventor of cruci you know, a crucible experience, but you also coined the phrase cubicle experience, which makes me jealous every time I see it, every time you say it, that I didn't come up with it. But talk about, that's another thing, right? That's another learning that as you were going through this course, you got a chance to unpack to see why that was so impactful. Talk a little bit about your cubicle moment and what that illustrates for people who will take this e-course for how they can move beyond, is this all there is? Yeah, absolutely. So we talk a lot about crucibles, but as we've discussed with Discover Your Second Act Significance, the e-course, it's about, you know, you could be in a cubicle, in an office, wherever, for 10, 20, 30 years, and you have an is this all there is moment. Well, so for me, I, I reflected back to uh, 2003, and for a number of years, from about the mid-90s, I was in Maryland, where I live, and I was working for an aviation services company doing financial and business analysis, and I was getting good performance reviews, uh, but I had a, you know, is this all there is moment. I was literally in a cubicle, a little bit of a come down from, you know, running a $2 billion company, but- right. You know, I needed something to do. I was kind of <laughs> desperate. And, you know, I was pretty good at spreadsheets back in the day. And, you know, I didn't even have the best cubicle. Uh, for those who, who live on the East Coast, somewhere between uh, Florida and Maine, there's a, there's a freeway called I-95. It goes all the way down the eastern seaboard. And it's very busy because you've got enormous percentage of the population of the U.S. live somewhere off that freeway. Well, I felt like my uh, cubicle was I, it was like I-95 in terms of the corridor that went by it. So it wasn't even the quietest cubicle, which, yeah, of course, I minded a bit back in the day. So, you know, I guess my cubicle moment was um, my, is this all there is? When I thought being a person of faith, I felt like I wasn't using all the gifts and abilities that God had given me. It wasn't about arrogance. It's just, I've got more to offer and I'm not using it all. So I went to a woman that did... Uh, 
an executive coach at Mid-Career Assessments. And she said, you know, you have a great profile to be an executive coach. I didn't know what that was, went to my first International Coach Federation conference in Denver. And, you know, rest is history, became a certified executive coach. And that was one of many small steps, which we'll talk about, that led me to where I am. But, um, you know, I just had this moment of, I'm getting good performance reviews and, you know, getting salary increases and all, but it's, um, I had a this all there is moment and I quit, which took some degree of courage. Yes, we right. had some savings, but it's like, I'm not going to keep doing this. That wasn't a crucible moment. It was indeed a cubicle moment. I did indeed feel stuck. And I hadn't really thought about that in quite as much depth before this e-course and before, you know, the podcast series we had on, you know, second act significance. Yeah. And there's another kind of key learning that comes in this e-course. And let's sort of wrap up our, here's what we got from the e-course discussion on this point, because it's it's one that I've, I've noticed you've made a lot in recent weeks and months. And that's this idea, not just of fellow travelers, but the, of having two different kinds of fellow travelers. And it's been fun to watch you as you've worked on this e-course, um, as you spoke uh, to that conference in DC, you now have have solidified this idea of, of the importance of fellow travelers to there being two types of fellow travelers. That is, again, something key that's going to come out in this e-course for people. And it's something that you have learned more deeply the importance of by working on this e-course, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we talk about two types of fellow travelers. Uh, one type is those who encourage. And uh, by the way, we have a um, a blog that's coming out. In fact, it uh, should already have come out by the time uh, this podcast comes out. So more details on what our fellow travelers, it'll all be in that blog. But basically, the one kind is what we call encouragers, those who believe in us and support us. It's easy to find naysayers, those who say, uh, we knew you couldn't do it. You know, there's a phrase in Australia called the tall poppy syndrome. Basically, right. I love Australia, but there are some in Australia who, you know, anybody that achieves things outside of sports is like, oh, you know, I guess you think you're better than us. You know, what's your problem, mate? You know, uh, and it's like, just because you want to achieve something doesn't mean you're looking down on other people. There's nothing wrong with achieving things and, you know, in whatever field of endeavor. So encourage the, those who, yes, they might ask us tough questions, but they believe in us, they support us. When we fall down, they pick us up. We all need encouragers, uh, you know, uh, life is, should not be a solo sport. We need people to help us. And the other kind of people that can help us are what we call complimenters. And by that, we mean not just people, we don't mean so much people who give us false praise, but those who have complimentary gifts to us. Right. So, you know, none of us are designed to have all the gifts. We might be mathematical. Uh, we might be, you know, uh, people that go step by step, we might be kind of those who want to just, uh, you know, jump jump first and then figure it out later. You know, we're all wide different ways. And you need people with different skills as we have on Beyond the Crucible. Uh, I've often, sometimes, somewhat frequently mentioned, I th think I write reasonably well. I'm a reflective advisor. Hopefully some degree of wisdom as I listen to others and 
And you love selling. And, and you love selling. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I hate selling and promoting. Right. Uh, so obviously, you know, you have a whole public relations background and you help me with that amongst many other things. We have a team that includes folks that love selling and are very good at it. So, and that's okay. I don't have to be good at everything. Right. So fellow travelers, encouragers, and complimenters are great. A lot of the folks that we interviewed on the podcast, Second Act Significance had those. So you'll hear more about that. But just realizing the importance of that in my own life was also definitely learning from this e-course. Right. And and all the things that we just talked about, right, from from the Younger You worksheet, from uh, the importance of fellow travelers, those things all baked into this e-course. And there's there's learnings associated with that. There's ways to dig deeper. There aren't just there are stories for sure. Our podcast guests appear in this e-course and talk about the importance of some of these very things that we've talked about. But the worksheets and the work that you do, we encourage people in this e-course to keep a journal, to write down what they're learning. Um, from the worksheets and from the, the sessions that they're watching, to take good notes, to reflect on those notes, to make sure that the learnings kind of stay with them when the video is done and that they can apply them. And we, this is an important part too. We don't say, okay, here's three one-hour videos, watch them all in one sitting. No, we, we encourage those who take this course to watch one video at a time, and then to spend a week on each module. There are three modules. So you're looking at a three-week process at least, because when you're talking about something as important as finding significance in the next act of your life, when you feel stuck in this act of your life, there's no need to rush it. Um, in fact, if you do, you might not do it exactly the way that you want to do it, right? This is this is designed for people. This course is designed for people to take it their own speed so that they can get through it and get the most out of it, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's why, as you said, we have, I don't know if it's a dozen worksheets. It's a lot of worksheets. Yeah, there's a lot of worksheets uh, there. And uh, the worksheets, the learning, we've got a lot of things we flash on the screen as we're talking. So we try to make it as actionable and as specific as possible to help you get unstuck from your is this all there is moment to my heart is singing because I have a vision that I'm off the charts passionate about that's helping me lead to a life of significance. And oh, by the way, I actually have a team of fellow travelers that's helping me get there and encourage me uh, to get there. So, you know, we try to be very specific about how all those steps will work uh, so that you can indeed get unstuck and that uh, to use your phrase, which is very good, you'll transition from and shift from is this all you is to uh, this is all I want. Right. Uh, you know, which is another way of saying, you know, a life of significance. Because when you have a life of significance, you do indeed say, this is all I want. Right. I feel happy and joyful and fulfilled and I'm blessed and I'm grateful. Yeah. And, and, that's not just your story. That's the story of many of, of the folks who appear in this course, who tell their stories. And there's inspiration. It's not just learning and action steps. There's inspiration. This Other people have done this. So it's eminently doable. And it's not just the two of us who have done it, but also all the guests who, who appear and, and co-teach with us in, uh, in this e-course. 
here's the warning part of, of, of all of this. As we think about what's next, you know, anytime we've all had this experience, right? Where we go to a seminar, we really enjoy it. Take a lot of notes, fill up a whole notebook, head home with, with, you know, we're, we're walking on air. We have the best intentions. We're going to apply all these great things that we learned. And then life gets in the way. Our routines demand our attention. But here's the good news. This course addresses that. How do we keep that from happening? What should someone thinking about taking this class be prepared to do to fight back against the tyranny of the urgent or of the ordinary as they pursue that second act of significance? What advice do you have for people who they're all excited after they take this course, they can come back to this very um, podcast episode, and they can hear your advice. How do they stay in the game? How do they make sure they don't have a repeat of the cubicle moment? How can they keep moving, as you say, taking one small step forward every day? Yeah, I think uh, it's a good question, Gary. Part of it is leaning into why am I doing this? Think about the pain of you know the is this all your all there is moment. Pain is very focusing and saying you know. I don't want to just sit in this cubicle for the next 30 years. Right. I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking about in those last few moments of breath that we'll all have, I left a lot on the table. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things I wanted to do and I didn't do them. You're filled with regret. So think about, part of it is think about the pain, but also think about the joy it would be to start doing some of these things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that we learned is, one of the critical things is just taking a first step because a first step will help fuel you into moving. One of the things, just a, a brief kind of a teaser, one of the folks we had on the podcast, which those obviously a number of you have already listened to it, Eric and Emily Orton. Uh, Eric Orton was part of the Broadway play Wicked. I think he was in the traveling production crew. And if you're on that kind of uh you know, Broadway play, you know, you've got a ticket for life almost going to go on for a long time. He opened a small off-Broadway play that didn't do as well. His partner closed it. So he's in a temp job at the top of a skyscraper in Manhattan, looking out over the Hudson River, and he sees sailing boats go by. And he's thinking, I kind of like to learn to sail. Now, at that moment, when you're thinking about it, that actually was, the, as he relates, the scariest, toughest moment because he knew nothing about sailing. You know, he, he doesn't have that much money, probably not a whole lot of extra spare time at that point, got a family to help support. But once he took those sailing lessons, you know what, I can do that. He ended up sailing around the Caribbean with um, his wife, Emily, and their kids and founding the awesome factory, how to, you know, make, you know, your dreams become reality. A couple of things is just dig down deep, remember the pain, the, you know, is this all there is moment? Think about how life could be. And once you start taking baby steps, hey, this can really happen. That'll feel that you move forward. And as you have those fellow travelers, those who encourage you saying, you know what? You took that baby step. You took those sailing lessons. That was fun, wasn't it? That was so cool. I love it. Just being out in the water and I forget all my cares and you know, just the wind and the sails. And I don't know, I feel like there's something there. I don't know where it's going to lead exactly, but I just kind of want to do it. So 
really you know think about the pain think about the 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 future your future vision have those people as fellow travelers and th- taking that first step you know probably of all the things that thing is will be so profound in helping you keep moving forward if you don't take any steps yeah that will tend to encourage you the other direction you take that first positive step it will help turn this uh this e-course into something that will hopefully be one part of potentially changing your life. Well said. And to learn more about the Discover Your Second Act Significance e-course, get a pen. I'll wait. <laughs> no, you can come back and you can find it at the end of this episode. But but to learn more about the course, visit www.secondactsignificance.com. I'll say it again. I'll say it a little more slowly. www.secondactsignificance.com. More details than we've given here, um, because Warwick doesn't like to uh, promote too much, so we haven't given all the details away here. You'll find more details there. You'll find out how to sign up, uh, all kinds of, uh, of, of details, and that will be updated as we get closer to the actual release. So, Warwick, this time's flown by. Um, uh, this has been fun and enlightening to do. And uh, this may be our first e-course, right? But it's not going to be our last. I've heard you say a couple of times now, as podcast series or ideas have come up in meetings or conversations, hey, that would make a good e-course. So as we close, what is the value you see for our friends as we add e-courses or webinars, as some call them, to our offerings, right alongside the podcast, right alongside your blogging and speaking, our free online assessment. What's the value you think as the crucible, as the beyond the crucible universe grows to absorb e-courses? What's the value long-term, short-term and long-term for folks by that expansion? Yeah, Gary, it helps make the learning actionable, more concrete, Mm -hmm. certainly at another level. I mean, we always hope that our podcasts and blogs and everything we do is actionable, but I just think it takes it to another level and it gives people very concrete tools. The worksheets are a great example in which you can take away, you can work on it. We, you know, we, it's really a series of steps in this e-course from uh, module one to module two to module three, each one building o- on the other. You know, one of the things I would say, you know, when I'm coaching is vision is good, reality is better. Mm. So we don't want you to just come up with your your vision of a life of significance, and that vision will grow and evolve and expand, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, uh, with originally it was a book, and now it's, you know, blogs, social media, podcasts, uh, speaking, workshops, and now e-course. It's evolved and grown, as all good visions should. Right. So we not only just want you to come up with a vision for life of significance, we want it to become reality. We don't want you just thinking and dreaming about being fulfilled and joyful. We actually want you to be fulfilled and joyful. We want you living a joy-filled, fulfilled life. And if in some small, or hopefully not so small way, this e-course Discover Your Second Act Significance can help you get there, then that would be wonderful. That's our vision. You know, the vision that we want to have become reality is that your visions 
would become reality mm-hmm. and that you would lead a life significance that you would be unstuck. You wouldn't be saying, is this all there is? You would be saying, to quote Gary Schneeberger, this is all I want. Yep. That's our vision. That work sounded a lot like the plane hitting the, the, uh, the runway. That sounded like the captain landing the plane right there. Good job. Um, before we go, though, uh, I thought this would be fun. I want to present to you, listener, um, one of the questions from one of our worksheets for you to ponder as you uh, as you think about the e-course and whether or not this is something that you're going to uh, that that you think you need that you that you know you want. Uh, we have a worksheet called the Ideal Life Worksheet, and one of the questions that it asks is this. And uh, as we close here, we ask you to ponder this question. And by ponder, that means think about, that means write some stuff down, talk to some people who know you, see if they have any insight on this, uh, on this question. But here's the question. The question is, what does your ideal day look like? If you had a planner and you could speak into being what your ideal day was, what would you write down? What would you want to see baked into your ideal day? There's a just writing that down is going to give you a whole host of things that will help point you toward that life of significance that this isn't all there is. There's more. That's where there's more is at, is what the answer to that question might be. So before we go, let me say it again. The website. To learn more about the uh, e-course is secondactsignificance.com. Check it out. If you have any questions, there are forms on the website at crucibleleadership.com where you can send us um, some questions that we'll be happy to answer. And until the next time we're together, remember this, crucible experiences are painful and difficult. We know that. We also know that cubicle experiences, like Warwick has described, cubicle experiences can be frustrating, can be discouraging, can make you, both can in different ways make you want to, as Warwick has said many times, sort of pull the covers over your head and just stay in bed. But Neither one is the end of your story. You can learn lessons. You can apply those lessons. You can take baby steps. You can keep moving forward. And as you do that, whether you're facing moving beyond a crucible or moving beyond a cubicle moment, the end result is the same, is rewarding, is not this is all there is. It's all you've ever wanted. And that is a life of significance.